what's going on? It's the What the Hill podcast. It is uh it's Monday. Lucky 13. It's February 13th. It is the uh, soon to be national holiday. Um post Super Bowl Monday. The perfect time to Monday morning quarterback. Welcome back for another episode. I think this is uh 28. I don't know. I've lost count at this point. I can't count that high. Neither can Sophia. There's an inside joke there. Fucking Zinga gotta. Gotta. I won't say the joke because that would be mean. But uh, anyway, now people are going to be like, well, what's the joke? Well, if if someone writes into the podcast, I will tell the joke and embarrass her. And uh, that is all fine and dandy with me. What the hill podcast at gmail.com. It's that simple. Write in and, I, and I'll tell the joke. Uh, and no, I didn't plan that as a as a piece of uh, temptation to get people to write in. But hey, I'm coming out swinging this week, okay? I'm feeling good. Um, I got my Super Bowl pick right. I picked the Chiefs. I was not influenced by the fact that I live in the state of Kansas that had no sway on, on my decision because uh, I owe the people of Kansas absolutely diddly squat. Uh, but I did say... I guess it was Thursday. Was it Thursday, Friday when I was on here? Uh, I picked the Chiefs. I took the over. I don't think I bet the – I don't think I told people I took the over before the game, but I did bet the over, and I bet the Chiefs to win. Uh, just straight money line. I didn't take their plus one and a half or two or three, whatever it ended up being. Um, I said that it was going to be tough to beat Mahomes. I think the Eagles are going to be the better team in the long run. But, uh, yeah. Look at that. I said it'd be a three-point game. I, I, my prediction was 37, or sorry, 27-24. Uh, it ended 38-35. So, you know, it's so facto I picked a game that was plus. I said it'd be a three-point game. Am I stretching that a little bit because I was off by 10 points on the score? Yeah. Do I care? No. I'm a genius. What can I say? Uh, take all, My equipment's about to fall off the table. You would think I would have seen that before I started the podcast. But nope, I just said, ready, set, go. I actually tried to set up the other equipment that uh, I've still been working on now for, oh, two or three months. Trying to figure out how to, I'm trying to really figure out how I can do two-way. So I, I can get it to the point, I have this nice Yamaha, it's an MG06X. That means nothing to me. I guess that's just the model. Had good reviews, you know, so I trusted Amazon. I did some, I actually did a, a fair amount of research on it. And I'm struggling to get it to where when I record, I can hear myself in my headphones so I know at what level I'm screaming into the microphone. And it's usually pretty accurate when it plays out, which is nice because I don't want to blast your speakers or, uh, you know, there's be nothing worse than going to the dock because some douchebag blew at your eardrums. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to be able to, I can't. If I'm if I plug in my mic, I can hear myself, but then when I play it back from my recording equipment on the computer, I can't hear anything. I have to unplug my headphones, plug it back into the computer directly as opposed to the mixer, and then I, I can't it just sounds different than what it sounds like in my headphones, and then I can't get a good read on what it's gonna be like when I put it out to Spotify or Apple and that'd be the worst. It just I spend time coming up with an episode and then it just it sucks. And by spend time, I just mean ramble for 30 minutes. So I did, uh, I put in about 20 minutes of trying to get that to work. I think I made progress. I'm starting to figure out what things mean. 
Um, it's all like music stuff's written in code, man. They can't just spell it out. DBs. Defensive backs. Oh, decibels. Oh, what's a what's a decibel? Why didn't they teach us what a decibel is? How many decibels are in a kilometer? Golly. Yeah, so I bought this nice Yamaha. I don't know how to use it. So I'll probably end up just selling it on eBay. Or if any of my listeners, you know, want some signed merch, I'll just sign a a, a mixer and, and give it away. And then uh, for 100 bucks, I'll sign. <laughs> and then uh, I'll probably just find something that's a little bit more basic. I just want to be able to plug in two microphones, sit down and have a conversation with somebody, be able to record it onto the equipment. But then also be able to, you know, like, you know, we both put on a pair of headphones and hear it play back. So, um, yeah, is that is that too difficult to ask for? I think that'd be fun. I I asked some uh, some tough hitting questions. Anyway, let's dive into it. Uh, Super Bowl. I already said I got my pick right. So uh, fuck all of Philadelphia. Way to grease the poles out there for nothing. They'll still riot. And, and, And let's talk about that, quote unquote, holding call. That was a hold. The defensive back said it was a hold. And he and here's why I hate the fact that the commentator said, um, who was it, Greg Olson, I think at the time. He's like, that's a hold, but I don't think you can call it in that situation. Okay, let's compare that. First, Juju Smith-Schuster ran a route where he broke to the inside on purpose to try to get the defensive back to bite on that route. It was successful. Then as he plants and turns to cut upfield and go back to the outside, he's held. So he's held in the middle of his cut, not as he's going across the field. All right. So that's that's he he got exactly the reaction that he wanted out of the defensive back. So you got to call that right. Not to mention, if you say that the ball wasn't catchable, you don't know because he was held. So you're 0 for 2 Eagles fans and uh, anybody else in the NFL that just wants to bitch because the Chiefs won. And then. The commentator may like should, in my opinion, they should just fire him or just find him. I I don't know, maybe both. That's like, think of it this way: you're in a playoff game, you're watching the World Series, and uh, we'll say the Braves are in the World Series. Of course, Max Fried throws a fucking sick curveball that paints the outer edge for a strike, and then the broadcaster goes. Yeah, I know that's a strike, but you just can't call a strike in that situation. That's how stupid his statement was. I know that's a hold, but you can't call that in this situation. A hold is a fucking hold. Am I right? Same way a late hit's a late hit. They called that last year two weeks ago on Mahomes. Oh, I know it's a late hit, but you can't call that in that situation. No, you don't get to play Jesus up there and picking and choosing when the referee's going to throw flags. You don't want him to throw a flag. Play it straight up. Even the defensive back came out after the game. God bless him because he had some sportsmanship and some character in class and said, yeah, I held him. Plain and simple. Didn't bitch about it. Yeah, I held him. There's about 58 other minutes that went into that, that football game where the Eagles just got beat. They got beat down in the second half. They couldn't keep up with the Chiefs offense, and yet everybody wants to point to one play because they wanted the Eagles to have the ball at the end of the game to see if Jalen Hurts could lead some game-winning drive. Sorry, wasn't going to happen. It was Mahomes' day. And let's talk a little bit more about the game. The Eagles had no sacks. They had uh, very few hurries, and they had five QB hits all game. That's it. 
They never once sacked Patrick Mahomes on a bad ankle. Now, I think his ankle was pretty good in the second half after he aggravated it. Drugs are a very wonderful thing when you go into the, the locker room because he he went in limping and he came out jogging, baby. You know what I'm saying? The NFL was like, we will spend no minimum amount on healing that ankle of yours. You will you will fucking tape that thing up. We will shoot you up with so many drugs that you will play like Tom Brady in the second half. You will be a man on a mission. And that he did. I don't know what they gave him, but he was feeling good. He was lost in the sauce out there all second half. He was crushing it. The NFL was not going to let Chad Henney come in and have a Chad Henney-Jalen Hurts matchup in the Super Bowl. They just... It just wasn't going to happen. So anyway, yeah, if you're an Eagles fan, you really have to feel like your team... Uh, they, they played well. Jalen Hurts played well. But uh, you really got to feel like they just pissed that one away, right? They were up 10 in the second half. Um, they didn't really turn the ball over outside of the uh, the one Jalen Hurts fumble. Other than that, he had three rushing touchdowns, a passing touchdown. Like 300-some passing yards, 70-plus rushing yards. I mean, what else could you ask the guy to do? He just, uh, I guess he just couldn't hold on to the ball in the first half that one time. And then, you know, Eagles fans, you caught a caught a lucky break because when, you're, when your running back out of the backfield catches the ball and turns upfield and gets just fucking smothered by the defensive back and he fumbles it, then apparently, then, oh, it's not a catch. That's not a catch. But then you want to complain that Devontae Smith's catch up against his shoulder pad or helmet. Oh, that's a catch as it hits the ground going out of bounds. Give me a break. If that one was a catch, then the running back out of the backfield is an absolute catch. A fumble, a pickup, scoop, and score for a touchdown. I don't. When did it become that you have to make a football move? Isn't a football move catching the ball out of the backfield? Is that not a move in football? Would you got to like put a juke on somebody? You got to do some TikTok dance out there? I just don't get it. He caught the ball out of the backfield, got fucking walloped the moment he caught it, right? But he secured the ball. He brought it in, caught it with two hands, tucked it, and the moment he tucked it, he got romped. Nope. Oh, nah. No, yeah, it was a catch, but it wasn't uh but it wasn't a catch because he didn't make a football move. So he caught it? Yeah, well, yeah, he, he caught it, but he didn't complete the catch. Because after you catch it, then you got to do something. Okay, back up, but you just said he caught it. Yeah, but he didn't do anything after he caught it. But it wasn't a catch to begin with? No, no, because he didn't complete the catch process. That's how confusing the NFL is with that catch rule. Anyway, can you tell I don't like that rule? It's fucking stupid. A catch is a catch is a catch. Anyway, moving on from the Super Bowl, uh, I didn't watch Rihanna's halftime show because why would I? Uh, it's the only sport ever where they put a fucking concert at halftime. We don't do it during the World Series unless you count the seventh inning stretch. And I guess basketball, they just let the DJ play music all game. Even at halftime, you know, the Asian lady on the unicycle co probably comes out and tosses some like eight bowls on top of her head. We've all seen that one. If you haven't seen that, then you haven't been to a sporting event in 20 years. She's been everywhere. I saw her when I was like three years old, and I still get all jazzed up when I see her. I'm like, ah, oh, the unicycle lady. And they play some very 
cliche Asian like massage or restaurant music in the background. That's that's how you know. The moment I hear that music, I'm like, Deshaun Watson's about to walk in or that lady's performing at halftime. One of the two. One of the two. But anyway, no, I didn't watch Rihanna. I don't care about her music. I think she's, uh, personally, this might offend some people. I don't care. I think she's overrated. She's very, uh, I don't know. She was good like 10 years ago. She hasn't come out with anything new. Everybody's still on that, oh, it's Riri, baby. Riri. She got knocked up again. Because, you know, who wouldn't want their dad to be ASAP Rocky? Oh, man. What a loving, supportive husband I'm sure he is. Am I being judgmental? Yes. Absolutely. Are they even together? They're not. I had to ask that question. I was like, well, if he, who's the dad? And they said, oh, it's ASAP Rocky. Shows how much I pay attention. He's a rapper. I at least know that much. I'm like, all right, well, they like together? No. But she's pregnant again? Yep. But who? I don't know. Probably ASAP Rocky. Like, does that not paint a picture of where we're at in society? Probably ASAP Rocky, but we don't know. Are they even, like, engaged or in a relationship? Ah, probably not. You can parent from anywhere these days. That's what FaceTime's for. Anyway. Um, I will go on another rant or tangent. I won't do that. Anyway, um, yeah, I was happy to see the Chiefs win. Patrick Mahomes blew up my uh, Super Bowl MVP bet. I had Travis McKelsey. Er, Travis McKelsey. I had Travis Kelsey, and then uh, I threw one in there. It was like a $5 bet. Jarek McKinnon, if he would have won, I think it was. I thought he might catch some passes out of the backfield, maybe have two or three scores like White did for the Patriots a couple years ago. Those odds were like plus 3,000. Anytime you have plus 3,000 odds, you take those. A $5 bet would have been like $450 payout. So I was like, yeah, my kids can miss lunch. It's worth that bet. All right, moving on. Moving on from the Super Bowl because you've heard it all day. There's my my two cents. Uh, Let's talk. Oh, well, I guess one more thing. That Tubi commercial, are you kidding me? Absolutely genius. That was genius. Because now we've all seen Tubi on our Amazon, our Fire Stick, or our, our Roku, or whatever streaming device you use. But now they're ingrained in your minds forever as the uh, they're pranksters. They're absolute pranksters, and of course I applaud that. Because I was at a friend's house, and the moment that I thought the channel got changed, I didn't say it, but in my mind, I was like, what the actual fuck is going on? And I think we all had that moment. Even the ladies... Shout out to all the ladies out there. Sat up like, oh, fuck, I'm about to get screamed at. My man is about to go off on me. Did I touch the remote? (laughs) That is a sin. It is Sunday, baby. It is Super Bowl Sunday. Jesus is watching this game. He won't even protect me. The hell I go. And then all of a sudden, they they pulled the rug out from under us. Oh, it was just a prank. Nobody touched it. And now you see all the videos that are coming out about it. It is absolutely hilarious. Um, had I been in my own home, I probably would have screamed, what the actual fuck, who is on the remote? I, I can picture myself and what my, my verbiage would have been. And I would have said that in front of the kids. I probably <laughs> I would have started tossing 
pillows across the floor. And it's a game that I honestly didn't care about that much. I, I, I probably could have gone without watching a minute of the Super Bowl, and I would have been fine uh, just because there's highlights everywhere, and it's so well covered you hear about it the next day. And uh, I don't know. I just don't get – unless my team's in it, I, I just don't get too – they just overdo it, in my opinion. These, the Super Bowl is so much. Um, it's like just an overdone piece of meat. Just kind of chewy and meh. Right? Give it to me raw. Right? It, doesn't Rihanna have a song like that? What's that? That birthday birthday cake song? Cake, 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 cake. That's what she was saying to ASAP Rocky. That's what her baby's jamming out to in that. Prego belly. Cake, 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 cake. It's not even my birthday. But I'm about to have some Irish twins. All right. Uh, yeah, Tubi, Tubi pulled up uh, an Ashton Kutcher and punked us all. Hey, here's a here's a funny thing that happened today. I was driving. Uh, well, let's see. I've done quite a bit of traveling. I went from Wichita to Iowa. And then I guess since last Wednesday... So in the last five days, my math right there, in the last five days, I went to Iowa, about eight, eight and a half hours back to Wichita, turned around Thursday, went down, picked up Avery. That's a nine-hour drive round trip. And then turned around today and did, and did the return trip. So I took her back. She got school tomorrow. And we had a, we had a great weekend. Thanks for asking. Uh, we got our Valentine's Day cards ready. I don't celebrate the holiday, but the, the schools still do. You can't say the Pledge of Allegiance, but you can hand out little bullshit pieces of candy and uh, make the parents go buy these stickers to sell Valentine's Day. We have to celebrate Valentine's Day, but you can't say the, the Pledge of Allegiance when China's flying fucking spy balloons over us, apparently. Because, oh, no, too many people get offended because it said, what, it says God in it? I'm not even religious, and I don't give a shit. I would just just say it, I, I or just go. Mm. Most of the kids in class, outside of the goody two shoes, would just sit there and say, "I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine." They would just move their lips, and then you'd have goody two shoes over in the corner, right, with their little pigtails. I pledge allegiance. To the flag. Did I get an A? Do I get a star? Oh, Karen, that was a great job. Great job. I'm going to let your mom know. I'll email her right now. She'd be so proud of you. I just, oh, man. This world. This world. It is something else. What was I even talking about? What was I? Oh, I was talking about Avery. Oh, okay. So I had to take her back today. All right. So I am doing this on uh, after about being in the car for nine, nine and a half hours is what it felt like. What I'm saying is thank me for my service here, okay? I've had a long day. Had a long day. I was up at 5 a.m. I hit the gym. I was there for about an hour and a half. I got my, uh, I got some lifting in. Light lifting. And uh, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. But anyway, when I was taking her back, there's, there's this fucking giant cross that sits up on this hill. And I don't remember what town it's in. It had to be close to Texas, coincidentally. Uh, that's not a, any type of Texas joke. Uh, but I, I drop her off. We do the uh, what we call the exchange. 
the swap in, Ga- uh, in Gainesville, Texas. So I, eh, it's a decent-sized town. It's about 10 miles into, into Texas for me. And so anyway, she sees it, and she goes, hey, Dad, look, there's a plus sign. And I was kind of looking around at first. I'm like, you mean that? Just giant cross. Yeah, the plus sign. I'm like, that's a plus sign? She goes, yeah. And then it got better. She goes, God died on the plus sign. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Avery, that's, that plus sign is technically, when we're talking about religion, people like to call it a cross. Which, ironically, a cross is also a plus sign, but we just, the, the cross is moved down to the middle as opposed to about two-thirds. That's that's the difference. So you, when you're doing your math in first grade, just remember it's not two cross two. That's still a plus sign. And no, no one's going to judge you if your line, is, you know, because you're still learning how to write if your line's just a little bit too high. Um, but And I didn't correct her that it was... It was Jesus and not uh, not him. But, yeah, I don't have any. I, I, I was like, I am not the guy to talk to about this. I have no formal education. Um, never been touched or anything like that. So, just kidding. Oh, geez. Lighten up, people. Lighten up. I, was, I at least told her what it was. I, I could have let her think her whole life it was a plus sign. God died on the plus sign. He was... <laughs> Could you imagine her walking into class? Just like, yeah, I saw this big plus. That's where her teacher would have so many questions. So many questions. I thought it was cute, though. The innocence, the just the complete innocence of a six-year-old. And then she kind of looked at me all puzzled like a cross. I'm like, yeah, like A and then space. You have to put it like not when we go across the street. It's A. a uh, anyway. <laughs> What the fuck did I just do? Oh, I started a new note. Oh, no. What I do? I lost my spot. Oh, I'm back in my spot. Okay, hey. We talked on... Uh, what do I want to even talk about here? There's so many things I'm trying to like push through. Push through this podcast. Because I still got to go back and cover things from three or four months ago. I have a lot of good topics. And good news topics that don't, don't you think for a second I'm just going to let them slide by. Brittany Griner? Yeah, you're on, you're on uh, the five-course meal here. Not today, but eventually I'll get to you. Maybe like for Valentine's Day. Uh, let's see here. What do I want to talk about? There's so many good things. Let's t- let's touch on this all-woman flyover. I've seen some people post about it. And again, I have a very unpopular opinion. Give me one second. I need a, I need a drink. I need to wet my whistle here. That's right. I'm not going to pause the podcast. I'm going to make you listen to me drink. I don't give a shit that it was an all-woman flyover. Actually, it pisses me off. And here's why. You said, why? Why does it piss you off? Why does it matter to you? Here's why. Women, historically and statistically, you don't give a flying about the Super Bowl. You don't. Most of the times, you don't even know what teams are playing. And the only reason you know the teams that are playing is because we talk about it for two weeks and we have to figure out what jersey or what color you're going to wear and who 
oh, well, I have a cousin that lives in Philly, so I guess I'm going to wear green for the for the Seahawks. Oh, shoot, I meant the Eagles, right? You, you don't care. You can't disagree with me that football is majority a men's sport. Majority, okay? Some of you ladies out there, you can tie those that that bond into pigtails, and all of a sudden, you put some eye black on, and you're like Jerome Pettis. I'll give you that. But most of you, you're just there for the food, the drinks. You want to have a white claw, watch Rihanna, right? You care more about the halftime show. You don't care about the game, right? You don't care. You don't sit down for the previous 17 weeks, the divisional round, the championship rounds, right? You're not putting blood, sweat, and tears into your team, getting their ass kicked time and time again, and still you, you show up and you buy tickets and you travel to go see that. You don't care. That's my point. You don't care. So to have an all-woman flyover at a Super Bowl, do you know how many men would have fucking killed to be on that flyover that were just as qualified to do it as those women? It's just to push this political agenda of, hey, look at us. We're progressive. And guess what? I don't know who else needs to hear it in the public. The military has been fairly progressive for quite some time. For quite some time, it's been progressive. Women have been flying for like the last 20, if not 30, or 40 years. I don't know. It goes back a long ways. They've been flying planes since when I came in. Is it predominantly a male career in aviation? Yes, I won't lie. Why? I don't know. I don't know because women have every single opportunity that men have. If you go to the academy as a female, your chances of getting in are just as good as a male. Go look at the statistics. If you want to be a pilot at the academy, you're going to be a pilot as long as you don't fail out. So anyone saying that that has the argument of, oh, well, we need – it's just like the argument of opportunity is, is a moot point. Okay, you're going to lose that battle with me 10 out of 10 times. You will lose. Is it tough to be a woman in aviation because it's a male-dominated career? Yes, but that's a completely separate argument from doing a flyover for the Super Bowl. It was just a showcase. Like, we've done an all-woman flyover before. This is just, oh, well, it's the first one that's the Super Bowl. Or the next year it'll be, oh, it's the first all-female flyover for the World Series. Or the NBA Finals. Or a hockey game. Or a a concert at Red Rock. Who fucking cares at this point? But they just keep on putting the first and then female and then insert event here. And it's getting old. It's getting really, really old. Because if you want equality, and you want, well, really what you want is equity, right? Equal opportunity. You want equity because we're never going to get equality, right? That's a whole separate argument. You're never going to get equality. This is my one, like, semi-serious rant here today. You want equity. How many men would have fucking killed to be on that flyover? Could you imagine if I was there? Now, this is a Navy. It was a Navy flyover. But if, if my squadron got picked to fly some slow, ugly-looking tankers over that stadium, which wouldn't happen, right? This is a hypothetical world. We're flying some tankers over the stadium in Arizona, and we're going to fly a four-ship. And so eight 
because we're not going to be doing single pilot ops. If you don't know what I'm talking, it, my military folks know. That was a that was a little jab in there. So we got eight pilots. And let's say I was born and raised in Kansas City. I got another buddy born and raised in Kansas City, lifelong Chiefs fan. Fuck, his dad played for the for the Chiefs. He's a season ticket holder. He wants to fly it. He's qualified. And then they say, no, we have to have only women. So now you're being excluded based solely on the fact that you got a dick between your legs. Because of your gender. How stupid is that? You're fighting the same thing that you're, you're, your example of what you're fighting is so ass backwards. You're fighting inequality with more inequality. Is anyone, like, not clear about that? Are little girls sitting there for the, of all things, the Super Bowl? Little girls around America are like, oh, my God, it's the first female ever flower for a Super Bowl? Little girls? Avery and Olivia didn't even watch a second of the game. They could give a, they couldn't care less about the Super Bowl. They played Ring Around the Rosie for two hours, and I was amazed at how much fun they had playing such a simple game, just spinning around and falling to the ground. So it's it's not a political stunt to gain more recruitment from females, not to mention, and I will, I will end my rant real quick with this point. When we go to war, the next one, wh- whoever it is, right? Let's say it's China, and this is a great segue into my spy balloons. Let's say with China, okay? The moment you watch female after female appear on the news because they died in combat, it will change your perspective of the military and whether we should allow females in the service. That debate will come back up. I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong, okay? That's not what I'm saying. So don't crucify me on the plus sign. But what I'm saying is that that debate will come back up when it's your sister or your daughter, or your friend. It's all fine and dandy when they're flying planes and they're looking cool. The moment they got to enter their ass into combat, and I'm sure that they would do an admirable, very honorable job, but it's different when all of a sudden you start seeing casualties. And how do I know? Because when the 11 or 12 passed away outside the gates in uh, Kabul, Afghanistan, whose picture did you see the most? The one army female. There's like 11 dudes. The one army female is the one that stood out because why? She was holding a little baby like a couple hours prior, I think it was, or a day prior. How many other army males do you think probably held that same kid? Probably helped with kids, right? But they took the they took the one female. They made it, look, all these motherly instincts, right? Bless her soul. I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade. It's just the way the media is going to interpret it and the way that we have uh, this natural bias towards women and comfort and making sure that they're able to do this, you know, maternity, motherhood. That's very important for the next generation. So all that to say, I'm not a fan of the (laughs) flyovers. I'm sick of them. I'm sick of them. You know how you want to promote females in aviation? I'm all for it. I got it. I got three little girls that, you know, 
Olivia's a little bit more jazzed about the flying world. And she's got me. That sounds, I, I don't mean that to sound selfish, but she literally is like, my dad flies planes and thinks it's the coolest thing ever. She doesn't need a, to see a female. She like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just going to raise her different. Not everybody has their, a role model in the house who, who does something like that. I get it. But if in the next 15 or 20 years or even five years, if women graduate high school and think that they, for whatever reason, can't be a, a female pilot, I, I just can't picture that world. I think we're there. We don't need to keep pushing that agenda. There's other things that we can push, right, for some equity. Just like we're, we're just way behind. I, I don't know. I think all these changes actually happened in the military behind the scenes, and then publicly it wasn't, like, displayed for everybody, and now we're in this world of social media, and so it's like, oh, well, we did this. Just By the way, we, we did all this, and we never showed you guys, so here it is. We're going to shove it down your throats now. And I'm sure the women, I, they looked like they were on time. That's my point, though. That's my point is men or women in the aircraft, they're going to do the job and they're going to do it well. So just quit fucking cherry picking who's going to do what. And just like if someone's an Eagles fan or Chiefs fan, that's a huge life experience to go do a flower for the football game. Are you kidding me? Why would you take that from somebody? There's probably, there's probably some ladies there that, that flew and they're like, I don't watch football. But I'm a female, so I guess I'm going to fly in this. And I'm sure they thought it was a great experience, but you took it away from someone else. Anyway, all right, moving on. Moving on. Fuck. Just talking about flyovers. How about these spy balloons? Oh, there it is. There it is. God, I don't know if you hear that. That was bad. Ooh, that was a bad one. I couldn't speak over that one. That one busted my ears pretty good. Busted a knot right in my ears. Um, yeah, what's up with the spy balloons? You know, I will say I'm honored at how many people have texted me thinking that I have the answers. It is uh, it's a little comical, but I guess it makes sense, right? It makes sense. People think, you know, we got a little bit more insight than others. But, hey. I'll be, I'll be very frank. My guess is as good as yours. But since I have been asked, let me give you my two cents. That's what you want, right? That's why you're tuning in. All right, sorry, I need another drink. My mouth is parched after that drive. The old Chinese spy balloon. Um, well, now we've shot down, at, at by the time this is going to be posted, uh, four different objects in, in eight days. We've confirmed, hypothetically, well, well, I can't even say hypothetically. Um, what's the right word? We've confirmed that one is a Chinese spy balloon somehow. But we haven't posted any pictures other than we thought it was a Chinese balloon, but we didn't shoot it down while it floated over all the U.S. for like three days. And then we waited till right when it got off the coast of South Carolina. Then we said, fucking shoot it. But they were so high, we had to send an F-22, and we used missiles. And then we let it float down into the water where the electronics can get wet instead of just doing it over land. I mean, why not do it over, like, I don't know, West Virginia? Nobody's there. It probably could have. It's a balloon. It would have just floated real soft to the ground. If it lands in somebody's house, okay, you pay the... Well, why would you let the electronics go into the ocean? That's my point. That that is my that's one of one of my points. Second, 
Um, people are like, well, they're taking pictures of our nuclear sites. Okay, I'm not a genius on this, okay, but here's what I what I do believe, and I'm sure I could look it up, but I'm not going to. It's my podcast. Do what I want. When we have treaties with these other countries on these nuclear the nuclear treaties, we have to obviously disclose the locations of where we're our nuclear silos and and where we're holding these um, our missiles. Okay, and then every so often they get inspected by the other countries and we inspect other countries. So if you didn't know that, that does happen. Of course, China's probably not part of that treaty, um, or they don't want to be, which is why we have issues with Iran or Iran. How do we say it? Fuck. Who cares? And then. So it, my point is, like, China has all this access to our information, mostly via TikTok right now, because you fools are – Jackson Mahomes keeps on dancing. And it wouldn't be that difficult to figure out where these sites are, is my point. It's not – it's really not top secret, right? Like, they're in treaties with other countries. So is China really going to send a balloon over these sites to figure out that stuff, to look at uh, Apache – spot of land grass and tumbleweed up in the northwest plains or elsewhere no no you know what i mean because the silos are underground duh it's just like it opens up so they're not going to see anything second they would use satellites for that that's my opinion china has way more satellites than i think anybody realizes um and all they would have to do is you know move a few around and they would have tons of good images so why send a balloon? Was it a weather balloon? No, it wasn't. Let's. That's apparently that's what a Chinese official said. Who's the Chinese official? That's why I have issues with with the U.S. media and news. Who is the official spokesperson from China on this? Like, what what's the relation to 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 Ping? Isn't that his name? How do you say it? Uh, I can't. This is this is like the hardest thing for my brain to to wrap my mind around is the president is XI. That's how you that, those are the letters. E Z how do you pronounce I I have to listen to it every time and then I it's just like I brain dump it. So you guys know what I'm talking about. The president of uh when I said ping I'm, I'm that I, what that wasn't even remotely me trying to be like stereotypical. I'm trying to think of anyway, Z Z However you say the president's name, China's president. Um I don't know anyone's relation to him when they just say a Chinese official. Like a referee official? I don't know. A basketball basketball official? And so that's why I don't trust when they're like, oh, it was a weather balloon. There's also been no other information that come out that supports that it's China. China said it wasn't. The U.S. said it was. We said it was China before we even shot it down. But how do we know it was China if we weren't – if we just let it float there for three days before we shot it down? But then we came out and said, oh, well, this has happened three other times, and we didn't shoot it down during the Trump administration. So obviously we felt like it was no threat then. Then, you know, my fa- my point that we shoot it down over the water a little bit. And then all of a sudden now there's three other ones. So it's a fact that here's my, here's my little conspiracy. And you might think I'm, I'm out to lunch, but I think tensions are rising between China and the U.S. We've seen that. Supply chain is starting to come back online, right? The economies are turning around. Inflation's starting to get figured out, but we might still be on the verge of a recession. We're trying to do all these energy deals. We're getting away from oil in the Middle East. We're trying, trying, that's a key word. 
Taiwan is a huge producer of semiconductors, which is in like uh, you know microchips in, in absolutely everything. We used to do it more in the U.S., so I've read Taiwan was like picked that up, and that's why Taiwan's so important to us, technology-wise, among other reasons. And so as tensions rise between us and China, we've seen in history, I guess this is the other s- semi-serious rant here, that when you don't have public backing and support from your nation, if you go to war, if there's any type of conflict, we saw this in Vietnam and Afghanistan, right? Over time, Vietnam, there was definitely a lack of support. And then the U.S. arguably lost. Arguably. Um, not to mention the treatment of the military and, and soldiers when they came back was pretty egregious, in my opinion. And so public support and backing has been enormous. It's what has won wars. It's currently what's helping Ukraine. Uh, it's what helped, you know, look at England back in World War II when they're getting bombed by, by Germany. Um, everybody turned their lights off at night. Are you kidding me? They did. They were smart enough to do that back in the day. Could you imagine Jackson Mahomes and some millennials were like, hey, turn your lights off so the Chinese don't know where we're at. I, it's back in the day. He was like, fuck that, man. I need some good lighting here for my TikTok dance. I'm going viral. <laughs> I don't. We couldn't do it. We could not do it as a nation. Even during COVID, they're like, stay home. And people are like, nah, I'm not doing it. Um, we, we just don't really trust the government. I think that's the consensus. A lot of people have that hesitation. Like, but what are you really telling me, right? So anyway, my point being, um, I have a hard time believing that we shot down three objects since then that we didn't know what they were. Now people are demanding answers, congressmen and women. And you're telling me we sent fighter pilots up and just shot, blasted things out of the sky. And then when they, when we get them on the ground, if they're in any sort of, you know, piece to, to pick up. By the way, this is over Alaska, Canada. Is it Canada? Yeah, Alaska, Canada, and then Michigan. It's all like, you know, northern territories. And then we say they're oh, objects. They're just objects. Well, what did they look like? What were they flying like? How fast were they going? Were they floating? Were they flying? Did they have engines on them? Like the f- the pilot to shoot it had to have been close enough. Otherwise, you would have launched some type of surface-to-air missile at it. But you sent fighter pilots to go do it. So they had to get their guns locked on it. From, I don't know, even like, I'm sure they flew by it at least once, right, to kind of get a, a closer look. What did they see? We have zero imagery, right? There's like eight different variations of this video of a balloon just slowly floating through the sky, and then these three other objects. There's just nothing. That's how I know the government's absolutely fucking with us, okay? Again, this is my conspiracy. It's all made up in my head, but probably true. And I think it's to to start getting people on edge. There's a budget that they're trying to get passed to increase government spending, right? That got pushed off until June, so we got to pass it by June. A lot of that spending is going to be government spending to increase our technology, our energy here at home to deter somebody out in the Pacific. So why not create a little fear on the homeland? See, that's the quickest and fastest way 
to manipulate the American people, you know, especially in the South, they're all grabbing their, their, their rifles, their ARs. Fuck it, bring it. Bring China over here. I'll send them home with a good ass whooping. That's my theory, okay? This, this is just the start of uh, a little bit of hometown manipulation. And and if you think I'm crazy, you got to realize how many times have you been felt like a fraud with the government? They were listening in on our conversations like 15 years ago, and then they was like, they said, no, oh, we would never do that. Tapping into your mobile device, having access to your cell phones? No, that's an invasion of privacy. And all of a sudden, it was like two years later, like, yeah, yeah, we definitely did that. You like, you can't trust our, you can't trust your own government is what I'm getting at. Uh, now the the people that you work with, that I work with, you know, side by side, yeah, I trust them. But uh, up in the D.C. area, no, not a chance. Any of those three letter agencies? Sorry. I think it's all, uh, I think it's all a hoax. Did they shoot something down? Yeah. But you're telling me a pilot pulled the trigger and shot something he didn't know. He didn't know what it was. Could have been a kid's drone that he was flying. It's a, it's a far cry, but yeah. So I got my, uh, I got my, I got my hunch. I guess that's what we'll go with. It's, yeah, I guess we'll call it a hunch. They're gonna start spinning to get public support, so that they can increase funds and spending, create some fear here, so that. Uh, I mean, if you didn't see it, a, a general, a four-star general, uh, my boss's boss's boss, sent out a memorandum saying he expects to go to war with China in 2025. That was his. That's public. So if if you think I'm crazy, go look it up. Uh, general Manningham put that out, and then you got to shoot everybody in the face from seven meters. Pop, pop. <coughs> ASAP, Rocky, little Uzi. Anyway. Yeah, so that's my China spy balloon. Uh, we'll call it Deflate Gate. That's that's the new Deflate Gate. No longer the Patriots. Anyway, but yeah, the amount of people that uh, texted me thinking I had answers, I I don't. That's my guess though, because what it, what is China looking at? They can get so much information from a keyboard and hacking some systems more so than a balloon. We're worried about a fucking balloon, people. They could have blown that up at a Chuck E. Cheese and sent it into the air. For crying out loud. It was white. It's just a big old white balloon. It didn't pop. It didn't rain down. Little ninja spears, nothing. Just just floating a balloon and all of a sudden we're like, ah, okay, let, how can we spin this one? Let's all let's, let's shoot it down. And then I guess China did say that they kind of did admit it was theirs because they were like, why'd you shoot that down? That's You can't shoot that down. <laughs> we said, oh, you're in our airspace. I, apparently, apparently China said that. Have you seen any video of anybody from China saying that? No. Did you see a document from anybody from China? And I'm not defending China in any way. I'm just saying when we're saying that China said these things, we haven't seen any person actually say these things. It's not on any document that's been released. It's not in writing. Just a Chinese official. And that's what you have to be careful of. That's how they just – because you're automatically going to believe that unless you listen to some crazy dude on a podcast. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, let's see. We're pushing 40 oh, – we're at the old 48-minute mark. Um, 
I'm gonna toot my own horn for a second. Beep beep. I a while back I quit drinking. Just because I was I was doing my training for the uh, the Ironman stuff. So if you if you didn't listen in back then, I was prepping for a seventy point three, which is one point two swimming, uh, one point two miles swimming, fifty six miles of biking, and then thirteen point one of uh, running. And I have one of the locations here. I had Galveston, Texas, Chattanooga, Tennessee, or Tulsa. Chattanooga I thought was going to be beautiful to run through, where Tulsa's like, why would you? But Tulsa's closer. Excuse me. The one I was excited for was Des Moines. That's June 11th. A long shot would have been Salem, Oregon. I've just never been to the Pacific Northwest. Um, I've ne- Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I've been to Fairchild, but I've never spent much time up there. There's one in Madison, Wisconsin, September 9th, so I thought I could probably pair that up with some type of Iowa game. And then Augusta, Georgia in late September. I was probably going to try to hit three of those, and then the other three I would look at for next year. Maybe four. Maybe like one a month. But anyway, then all this health stuff started. But I stopped drinking so I could prep for that and just with some of the other, like, uh, the nerve issues that that I deal with. And whenever I drink, even if I have, like, two beers, I would get a, a terrible hangover. I'd feel like shit the next day. So it was like, well, if I'm going to drink, I might as well drink. But then I don't ever have that urge to, like, drink, drink. I just want to sip on a beer and relax. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe a little whiskey, a little cocktail. So anyway, um, yeah, I just kind of was like, well, let me hone in on my goals for the summer and, and let's fast track these results. I, and the other thing was I was trying to – I needed to cut weight because how many – how many triathlon runners or uh, athletes do you see out there, like, at 215, 220 pounds? Granted, you know, I'm a 6'2 frame. I can carry the weight just fine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're all, like, they all look like they're 5'7", a buck 40, at least the fast ones. So I would have been bringing up the old rear end there. But, yeah, 106 days. That's what my – it says my sober streak. I downloaded a sober app. More so because I typed in, like, alcohol – sober counter or something like that and then all the apps that popped up were like i was uh needing some type of treatment but then i can just set my own reminder of why i'm not drinking and it was uh what i put otherwise you'll be a fat ass that's what i put and then i can put uh like how much money i would save a day so i estimated like five dollars a day right because if you go out to the the bars let's say you just go out on friday nights you're probably going to drop like 30 bucks if if you're me you're probably dropping 30 bucks um a normal person probably spends like 50 or 60 so i I, that's how i got my math i split that out over seven and then i said i would save about 30 minutes a day which realistically it's like four or five hours on a weekend if you go out probably between getting ready and pre-game and then post-game and then uh really it's the next day when you feel like shit and so i've saved 53 hours so a little over two days and, uh, and then calories. I don't remember how I estimated that, but 21,000 calories I've saved so far. So, yeah, I'm over 100 days, and I was kind of surprised. I just I quit checking it for a while. I don't think about it. Um, I don't have any urge. I'm just I'm very content. And then I don't think too many people know, which is also like because I don't go to too many social events. And if I get offered a beer, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good just drink water i just bring like a gatorade of my own 
so I'm holding something in my hand so people don't feel pressured to be like, oh, dude, you got to have something. Like, no, I'm good. I'm just hanging. The only thing it does is, like, I think sometimes in social settings, it, oh, this is the other piece of why I did it, um, and this is important because kind of one of the reasons I started the podcast, too, is I'm a pretty funny guy when people when I'm when I'm comfortable around people and when I know that they know my sense of humor because it's a lot of satire and just sarcasm and a little bit of ash ass ash holelessness creating words um fucking einstein over here and so if people don't know my sense of humor or they don't know me then it comes off that I'm I'm just being a a jerk and that's not what I want at all and so uh you know, if I was to grab a mic and go up on a stage and just do like a, a quick five or ten minute comedy skit, then people would know like the setting is like this guy's telling jokes. So I'm expecting him to be sarcastic and funny. But when I'm just standing in your living room watching the Super Bowl, you probably don't expect that. And so I think I've got to the point where I think once people realize uh, my sense of humor, it, it goes a little bit better. But then I also I get real timid and uh most people probably wouldn't think that about me. I'm timid until I, I'm comfortable around you. Once I'm comfortable around you, then you'll you'll realize I start making jokes. But until I'm comfortable around you, I don't make any jokes for fear of I say the wrong thing and I offend somebody and I potentially like shit on what could have been a, a good friendship. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm so considerate is what we're getting at. I'm so compassionate. Uh, but that was part of the reason was when I would uh, – when I would drink, you know, I would kind of like the barrier would open up a little bit and I would break out of my shell faster with people and I would joke around. And I guess they just knew I was joking because I a little bit lost in the sauce. And yeah, and sometimes it'd just be like two or three beers. And so I kind of challenged myself. I was like, no, you need to like learn how to be s- interact with people socially and still have that same like funny bone gene that you have and let that shine through. And so it was, uh, Oh man, that's so heartfelt. Shut the fuck up. Um, (laughs) no, but that was, uh, that was part of the intention was get fit. Don't drink and gain weight. You, when you're trying to lose weight, uh, we were going into the holiday season and I love sweets. So I was going to just fucking pack on the pounds that way. And then the, uh, the icing on the cake was, was just trying to uh, to push myself to be funny in a social setting without uh, relying on alcohol. I think a lot of times people rely on alcohol to break down some social barriers um, internally with their personality. It, and then, you know, of course, everybody, when they have a few, all of a sudden they uh, they get a little geeked up. Is that a Rihanna song? Nah, it's Gucci Mane. Is you geeked up? Anyway, um, so I'm 106 days. I'll probably update people when I'm at 365. I think I can do a year. Do I want to do a year? I don't know. Should I do a year? Write into the podcast. Let me know. Someone's going to write in and be like, no, quit being a pussy and just like shotgun a beer. Um, let's, let's finish on this. Man, there's so much I still need to talk about. So much I need to talk about. I had to sell uh, – so Avery had chocolate while she was here. Two things. Two things. 
chocolate and Valentine's Day. Let's talk about these real quick, and we'll we'll end right at right at an hour. Her school sent her home. Well, three things. Her school sent her home with a with two boxes of chocolates. I guess her mom checked the boxes. God damn it! Um, it was in my ear again. Her mom checked the box that she wanted um, these chocolates, and Avery's got to sell them. But we don't know what they're for, apparently. At least I don't. I've asked. I, I can't get the answer. Um, they didn't tell Avery what it was for because she said, I turn the money in to the principal, and it's a competition, and I get a prize. I'm like, well, that sounds sketchy as shit. Who is your principal? I need to start looking this up online. So they sent the kids home. And, uh, you know, Avery can be a little bit of a jelly bean every now and then. But for the most part, I think she would know what the fundraiser was for because she was asked multiple times, like, hey, what is the fundraiser for? Why are you selling chocolates? And and she just kind of, like, would shrug and be like, they're $2. People were like, you know, I get that, but where's the money going? Like, I really don't want the chocolate. I'm just trying to be nice and give you $2, but I want to know where my $2 is going. But how do you teach that to a six-year-old? And I'm teaching her, like, show them what the flavors are. Come on, kiddo. You got that caramel wafer. We're going to hit him with that mint chocolate chip. You think you're skinny. You ain't going to get that summer bod. Throw it in the can. Have another chocolate bar, fat ass. Make it a <laughs> – I told her <laughs> to tell people they're uh, – each candy bar is $2, and then you can get five for $10. And I, I she was saying it confidently. You can have this candy bar for two dollars, or you can get all five of these right here for ten. And then people kind of look at her. <laughs> it was cute, you know, because I don't think she she did the math, and she's like, "Yeah, that makes sense," but she didn't realize the, uh, I guess the the sarcasm behind it. So it was all innocent. But uh, I think we sold like seven or eight. So thanks to everybody who won't listen uh, to this podcast, but uh, bought a chocolate bar, and. Uh, I know. I also don't know where the money's going. Maybe into my pockets. Maybe I'm just kidding. I, there's an advertisement that you probably heard already, and that's that's the money that goes into my pockets. I'm almost at a dollar now, but it was just uh. So I I just thought to myself, I'm like, so we're sending these kids home to sell chocolates. She's in the first grade. This isn't for a sports team. This is not for. It's not for like a debate. I, it, there's no social group or class that this is for. It's just like. I guess we're selling chocolates. All of the school is selling chocolates. I'm like, it's not a very big community that she lives in. At least right around the school. Who are they selling it to? You got to like, they're basically, here's what the school's doing. They, they're they basically admitting, we don't get enough money from the state. So we're going to send your kids home with some chocolate. And we know that we don't live in a very big city over here and small. Uh, I won't say the city that they're in. But it's not a very big community right around there okay if you travel outside of there then yeah sure but if you're in that little part of the school district it's an elementary school right so you're gonna go home sell it to your parents i refuse to buy one just my two cents i wasn't buying shit from her okay i'm like i've already done enough for you i put food on the table i work my butt off i'm not giving you another two dollars of my hard-earned money for some bullshit chocolate bar that's gonna like I'm just I'm not a fan of chocolate anyway. I didn't tell her any of this, okay? Get off my back. Uh, but no, I did not buy one of her chocolate bars. But that's what the school wants. They wants the parent they want the parents to buy a chocolate bar and then grandma and grandpa and then aunts and uncles and cousins. They they want you to hit up the entire family and you'll sell a 
a box, right? We'll say a box is 30. Because then once you got like five left, then the parents are like, fuck it, I'll buy the rest. Here's $10. And they're like, yes, we win. You're going to go back to the school. All that money is going to go to the school and what? Office supplies, printer paper. I don't know. Like, we as parents obviously don't get a say on where that stuff goes. Um, is it for like an awards banquet? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. They're just admitting we don't get enough money from the state, so we're gonna we're gonna ask you for more money, the way uh, a private school would or the church where you can give a donation. We're just gonna be sneaky about it and send your kid home with a box of chocolates, and we'll let uh, an innocent little first grader push chocolates on people for money. And so uh, now, if you're doing like that's what bugs me, right? I did fundraisers growing up for sports. It's like, hey, this money helps us buy our uniforms. It's expensive to travel, so it's going to pay for some of our entry fees into tournaments, right? You're supporting new sports. We're going to be future, uh, you know, I went to Bet Nerf, so we're going to be future Bulldogs, right? Whatever community you're a part of, and you'd be like, okay, I'm supporting this youth team. We're sponsored by, you know, such and such. Like, we had a spiel of why we were asking for their money and what it, we knew it was going to go towards, and it was usually outside of something that was a public school. So a public school is sending kids home asking for more money. How ironic. My tax dollars already go to you, you fucktards. Anyway, leave the kids out of it is what I'm saying. And on top of it, if you're going to do a fundraiser, this is, this is the highlight of everything. If you're going to do a fundraiser, don't pair up a bunch of candy bars with first graders. I'm sure they did it for all grades. At the same time as Girl Scout cookies, you dumbasses. Even I know that. I'm a 31-year-old male, and I know that February is the month of for Black History and Girl Scouts, the two most opposite opposite things, right? Look, you think of Girl Scouts, and you think of like all these white Karens, the moms, and their perfect little angel kids. <coughs> I'm getting worked up, and then it's during Black History Month, and then they send home chocolate bars at the same time. Really, why aren't we selling these in like? October and just say it's for breast cancer awareness or what? what's October breast cancer right time in like some pink bow that's cute that way the kids learn something but no they I'm supposed my kids supposed to battle it out and compete with the Walmart squad outside they have they've had that area reserved with their table and their Girl Scout cookies for the last 11 and a half months just saying if you're gonna have a fundraiser know your competition and uh her school district definitely did not so how many parents out there are like well i gotta sell girl scout cookies and these boxes of chocolates at the the same time that's right tribe 69's out here selling everything selling my cookies just kidding golly drew you took it too far um (laughs) that was a joke for the moms the moms are out there I'll sell you my cookie if you buy all my my daughter's cookies. Is that the line? Fuck you. I decide where the line's at on my podcast. That was a solid joke. It was a solid joke. A little inappropriate. But what is appropriate these days? Nothing. Um, And then I said, what were we going to talk about? Yeah, her chocolate thing. I'm not buying it. I I didn't buy any chocolate. I I couldn't do it. There's one other thing. Golly, and I'm going to blank on it. Oh, Valentine's Day. 
Valentine's Day is tomorrow. And uh, if you can't tell, I said it last year. So anyone who's still listening from last year, thanks for sticking with me. Wow. What a wild, crazy journey it's been. Um, Still not going to celebrate Valentine's Day this year. It's a stupid Hallmark holiday. It is so stupid. I'm going to repeat myself again. It is so stupid. I hate, hate, hate this holiday. Nothing. And, and here's why. Here's why. Stick with me for two minutes. Would everybody listening agree that competition and comparing your relationship to another relationship is, is kind of toxic? It's not very good. Right? You can look at like another good relationship that you admire and aspire to push yours in that direction but usually it's it's met with more like heartfelt connection and uh you know your values and morals and spending time together valentine's day does the exact opposite women look at other women and they say she got this amount of flowers her flowers were this expensive she got the nice chocolates. You just got me a Hershey's bar. I don't know the nice chocolates. Like I said, I don't eat chocolate. Uh, Russell Stover, I thought that was a nice brand. Apparently, uh, if it's if you can pronounce the brand of chocolate, then it's not good enough. And then I like the ones that have like the little, um, oh, it's in the gold wrapper. I don't even know what it's called. I, per- I prefer the coconut one, to be honest. It's like uh, It's like a chocolate wrapper with gold. You guys know what I'm talking about, the little chocolate balls. Hey. Those are the ones that are yummy. But that's probably, like, too basic, though, too. Uh, you know, then you got to figure out what kind of chocolate your girl likes, what kind of flowers does she like, and then that's, oh, but that's just, like, the fucking appetizer. Then you got to fight for a spot at dinner. Why are we going out on a Tuesday? Who goes out on a Tuesday? There was a rap song about that, and it wasn't about Valentine's. The club was going up. I just, I don't get it. I do not get the the purpose of Valentine's Day. Um, so if I do anything, it's usually, it's the day before and then the day after. I'm going to sandwich the fuck out of Valentine's Day just to make my point. I, I just like, it's not meaningful when everybody's doing it. That's That's how I look at it. If you want your relationship with somebody to be meaningful, then like, it's got to be special to you. How... How pathetic would it be if everybody was forced to get married on the same day, right? So, like, hypothetically, we'll say March um, 2nd, okay? That's may or may not have any meaning to me for some type of anniversary. If everybody had their anniversary on March 2nd and celebrated it, that would be lame, right? You want your own unique, special day to celebrate your love with your significant other, whether that's... Uh, maybe a birthday or an anniversary or the day that you first met or you started dating or the date of the proposal, whatever is your day, right, with your significant other. I don't care. But if you're relying on Valentine's Day, then you got a surface-level relationship. That's that's what I think, surface-level. Not to mention women, you always see this, well, I, I get my man something. I get him something. Baloney. No, you don't. You get him something if you if you know for a fact he's gonna spoil the absolute shit out of you, then you're like, oh, um, I got you a gift card. <laughs> you don't uh, like what? What would a I don't know. There's like nothing for a woman 
to get a man on balance, like, what would you get? Like, tools? That doesn't scream, like, romance. Um, like, would she, would she get me sports cards? I wouldn't expect that. That's not really romance, right? Like, that's that's why I get upset is Valentine's Day preys on men to get the romantic stuff, which is why flowers and chocolate and strawberries dipped. To be honest, if you dip a strawberry in chocolate and you put them in the in the fridge and then the moment let's can we be fair about this? The moment you bite into the strawberry, it's cold as shit, man, and like it my teeth are sensitive. And now my teeth ache, but I'm like, oh, but the strawberry's good, but it's like that sweet and sour in my mouth and the chocolate's like crumbling everywhere. It's making a mess. Now I got to sweep the kitchen floor. It's not sexy in any way. I'm too old for that. I, you know, my back hurts, my knees are going out. Can barely play pickup ball at the Y. Uh, to watch me try to eat a, a chocolate-covered strawberry is just, it's an event. It is an absolute event. I would rather uh, just lay in bed and watch a Netflix show, you know, sleep in. Uh, how about that? Hey, instead of doing something on Tuesday, this Sunday, right, so I guess yesterday, I'm going to take care of the kids so you can sleep in. To me, that's more heartfelt than me getting flowers on Valentine's Day, right? Like, you want to pick something that's unique to your uh, your little shindig, whatever you got going on. And if you're single on Valentine's Day, fuck it. Who cares? Romanticize with yourself. That's what... <laughs> I was going to say that's what toys are for. <laughs> Have a fucking field day by yourself on Valentine's Day. But then some people got to post it and like... My Valentine's Day is myself because if you don't love yourself, then how are you supposed to love anybody else? Jeez. And that right there is why you're single, right? That is the exact reason that you're still, uh, you know, going down the road all solo, solo dolo there. So if you're a fan of Valentine's Day, I think you're a, um, I think you're a dork. I don't have a better word for that. You're a dork. You're buying in to the Hallmark hype. And and for I, I just think it's such a surface level connection at that point. Like now I will say to defend myself a little bit, I'll do Valentine's Day or I have, I should not do. I have done Valentine's Day in the past when it feels like oh wow. The sorry, the pressure in my ears. You guys ever get that ringing in your ears and then all of a sudden like it just like dips from high to low it's like the pressure in my ears just changed oh man that was bad um so i've done valentine's day in the past but it's always because you're like you're in a new relationship and you feel like if you don't do anything for valentine's day then you won't even make it past you know like you're gonna be judged so hard because no no woman wants to dive into a relationship with a guy who's like, hey, I don't want to be romantic. They're, no one's like, oh, perfect, you're the one. <laughs> so you kind of, I, you know, you got to play your cards a little bit. You know, you got to put a little bit on the table and say, I'll do it this once. And so I usually do it the one time in the past. That's what I've done to show that I, look, I can do it. It's not that I can't do it. I'm not scared. I can romanticize the shit out of you, okay? I'll blow the old bonnet 
off you. I keep my other comments to myself. Um, and then once I prove, you know, that I can be real, I'm just not a romantic guy to be in general. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. I just, I'm military. What do, what do you want me to be romantic about? Okay. I don't know. Maybe that's, that's not fair to say of all military guys, but it's just not me. I will find, I will find uh, very specific times of like where I, I want to make it known that I appreciate what my significant other is doing. For example, I'll give an example while I'm here on the podcast, okay? Since we're talking about it, I'm blitzing you, women. I get it. I'm blitzing you on your Valentine's Day and you want to be romantic and all. Oh, it's so. I just think it's so important to express your love. Well, then you're not already doing that on a day-to-day basis. If you're not doing that and you wait until Valentine's Day, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? What if tomorrow's the last day, right? And I, when I say tomorrow, I mean if as if tomorrow was not Valentine's Day. Why would you wait, right? Um, but, yeah, when I come down here and I rant on the podcast, right, for an hour and 13 minutes, and, uh, you know, the kids are asleep now, but, you know, the old ball and chain put him to sleep, and I appreciate that, right? She wants me to do the podcast. That's the trade-off. She's like, you need to go do your podcast. And I'm like, man, I'm tired. I was on the road. She's like, go do it. I'm like, can you put the kids to sleep? Yeah, I got it. I'm like, okay. So when you do that, you know, three or four times in a row so I can go do other things, I appreciate that. And I'm going to find a way to make sure that she knows I'm appreciative and I thank her. doesn't mean I got to buy flowers. Okay, that costs money. Doesn't mean I gotta go buy chocolates. But if that just means I stop her in passing, while she's you know, in the kitchen, we're, we're just kidding. Uh, but she might actually be in the kitchen, and I'm leaving for work. And then all of a sudden, I turn around and I've already said bye to her. Bye, I love you. I'm out the door. And then I, I turn around. And I just come back and say, hey, thanks for helping out last night, so I can go get my podcast going taking care of the kids and I give her that extra extra squeeze of a hug and pull her a little bit closer I really do appreciate that being a part that right there that in my eyes bias here that should trump the fucking flowers on Valentine's Day because that is more thoughtful and meaningful than doing what I think I should do right that's like showing true appreciation as opposed to showing the hallmark appreciation so uh, I don't really have a good joke to edit on, but um, yeah, and then you get into the competition of like sending flowers to workplaces, and you know, I I'll probably I'll probably get out a pen and paper, and I use Valentine's Day if I haven't done it in a while to just put some some thoughts down on a piece of paper and just kind of reconnect, right? That's what it should be. It should just be a reconnect. Here's why I'm thankful for you. It's like Thanksgiving, but four months later. Here's why I'm I'm thankful and grateful to be with you. And then from there, men, take notes. Take notes. You write a heartfelt thank you and appreciation post, not on social media. Fuck that. I don't post that stuff on social media because it's none of your business. It's my relationship, not yours. It's not the world's, okay? It's intimate. You want to be intimate? Keep it be- intimate. If people know what that actually meant, it's between you and and your significant other. That's intimate. The other people around you don't know. Right? 
So when you make an appreciation post and you, you socially blast it out for everybody to see, to me that's not intimate. That is the act that is the exact opposite of the definition of of intimate. You write an intimate appreciation letter. It can be a paragraph, maybe two, of why you're happy to be with this other person. You put that just a plain old envelope and write their name with a heart next to it. Maybe grab grab a crayon, a red pen, right color in the heart, purple, red. Red's a, a safe color to go with. But if you're new in a relationship, sure, do purple. Just write down some admirable qualities that you like, you know, the ones that don't drive you up the wall. You know, for example, I appreciate when you come home and you don't bitch about your day for 30 minutes. I think it's so thoughtful when you only keep it to about a five-minute segment, five segment and then you go and get your butt in the kitchen and you start making me a sandwich. I just, nothing makes me happier. And when you do that, it just reminds me of why I married you. If you put something like that, pen to paper, you could write the most asshole thing. As long as it's a, it's a little bit funny and thoughtful or creative and it actually has some truth to it. If I did that to Sophia, she would laugh probably smack me on the behind and say you're an ass but i would put a smile on her face guarantee it she'll listen to this and she will smile as she listens to it i could write that and get away with it can you believe that so i don't you know write your own don't plagiarize but uh you put a little pen to paper take you five minutes that will trump that will trump the the flowers and the chocolate and all the other baloney bullshit that you get you feel like you got to do on valentine's day the dinner and dressing up don't do that. Save the dinner for like two weeks after Valentine's Day. Hey, by the way, I know we didn't do anything for Valentine's Day. So, you know, we didn't go out to dinner. So I want to take you out. I'm going to take you out right now. That will get them off. Oh, that will get them soaking wet. It'll be a waterfall like Niagara Falls. They will be so excited. Really? Really? Oh my gosh. What a surprise. Because they didn't, they love surprises. Who is surprised on Valentine's Day? Nobody. Nobody is surprised on Valentine's Day. They love surprises. Do it when they're not expecting. Write that heartfelt, joking, asshole type letter. You know, slip it under their pillow for when they wake up. When you walk in the door at the end of the day, whoo, oh, it's going to be a rough one. You're going to be in for some romance. Anyway, that's the podcast. Um, thanks for tuning in for the last hour and about 20 minutes. I think f- from here on out, I can actually keep it to about 20 minutes. I'm starting to play. Uh, I'm starting to be caught up with some of the things I, I was trying to get through. So I know I said if we're going to be 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes max twice a week. I've been playing catch up because I missed a week. And then also there's some other things I wanted to chit chat about. You know, less is more. But at the same time, you know, what are you doing? Sitting in a cubicle at work? You might as well be listening to me. And uh, please write in what the hill podcast at uh, gmail.com. Uh, I forget what I was supposed to have people write in about before. Oh, yeah, I'll tell the joke about Sophia. There it is. There's all the motivation you need. Please like, share, subscribe. And uh, if you have any feedback for me, please send it my way. Thanks.